Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be going in-depth into my week number 15, top 36, running back rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we get on into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my top 36 running back rankings and tiers for week number 15. It's playoff time. And if it's not your playoffs. Next week's the playoffs, so let's get on into things right now. We begin with the S tier at the running back position at number one with Christian McCaffrey of the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Arizona Cardinals this week in Arizona. Now, last week for McCaffrey was his worst game of the season up against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, he still rushed for 145 yards, but only had one target in that game compared to his normal four, five, six plus even in some matchups, and he did not end up scoring a touchdown. But at the end of the day, Christian McCaffrey is still the best running back in the NFL going up against one of the worst worst defenses in the NFL. So anyone that is worried about Christian McCaffrey, please do not panic. He should be the number one running back at the end of the week. At number two, we have Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints going up against the New York football giants at home in New Orleans. Now, just like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara was on the struggle bus last week, putting up some of his lowest points on the season. 12 carries up against a soft serve cupcake matchup in the Carolina Panthers for 56 yards. He also had three receptions for negative 11 yards. Now, he did bail us all out by scoring a touchdown, but at the end of the day, we all expected better out of Alvin Kamara, and while I make fun of Derek Carr all the time, Derek Carr loves checking the ball down. There's a chance that Kamara gets 10 targets in this game, so up against the Giants, I definitely expect a strong bounce back out of Kamara. At number three, we have Kyron Williams. Now, at this point in the season, without a shred of doubt, Kyron Williams needs to be ranked in the S tier. Now, some weeks, the S tier might have six, seven running backs. Some weeks, the S tier might have two running backs. This week, we got four guys in the S tier, and Kyron needs to be one of them. He is going up against one of the worst defenses up against the run in the Washington Commanders, and this is a guy that gets force-fed the ball down his throat. 25 carries last week. It was a bit of a down game. He had 114 yards. He had three receptions for negative one yards. He was the running back 18, but prior to that, the running back nine, the running back number one in a matchup like this. I expect Kyron Williams to go crazy and wouldn't be shocked at all if he was the running back number one. At number four, we have Rashad with two A's white running back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. The Green Bay Packers defense is soft as baby shit against the run. We saw Saquon Barkley be very successful against them last week, and even their pass defense looked a little soft as Mr. Tommy DeVito, the Italian stallion, carved them up like the Thanksgiving turkey. Going up against the Packers, I really do believe is a good spot. Now, Rashad White is a guy that ever since week seven has just been printing top 12 games at the running back position. He did have one game where he was the running back 19 and one game where he's the running back 13. But outside of that, he's been a top 12 running back 
every single week. Now, I am someone that shits on Rashad White for not averaging the most yards per carry, not being very efficient, but you don't need to be the most efficient running back on earth if you're getting 20, 25 carries every single game. Next up, we move to the A tier at the running back position, RB fives through eight. At number five, we have Bijan Robinson. Now, Bijan only had 10 carries last week, but he had five receptions for 54 yards as well as a touchdown up against the Bucks. Now, we did just talk about how Kamara was a little underwhelming up against the Panthers' defense, but that is not because the Panthers' defense is magically amazing against the run. They are still pretty bad. This is a game where it could be impacted by weather in Carolina. There could be some rain, and I think that means that Atlanta runs the ball even more. Bijan now has been in the good graces of Arthur Smith, so I definitely think Bijan should finish as a top 10 back, which makes sense as an A-tier guy. The gap between between the S tier and the A tier isn't a wide margin, but there is enough of a margin for there to be a dip between McCaffrey, Kamara, Williams, or Rashad White compared to Bijan. At number six, we have Saquon Barkley going up against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Now, Saquon Barkley ran a straight-up train against the Packers. 20 rushes, 86 rushing yards, three receptions, 15 receiving yards, two total touchdowns in that game as the running back number four. Now, the Giants offense is very unpredictable, and Barkley himself is pretty unpredictable as well. There are games where he's going as high as the running back one, and then right after that, he's like the running back 45, right? But the Saints defense is pretty middle of the road. If Tommy DeVito is able to play just somewhat decent in this game, I think Barkley should be a top 10 back. At number seven, we have Tony Pollard. Now, I think a lot of people are slightly worried about Tony Pollard because of the fact that this may be a much more high-scoring tit-for-tat back-and-forth game, right? Up against the Eagles last week, sure. Tony Pollard didn't have the best game. He still scored 17 fantasy points. But the reason why they were able to run the ball so much late was because they were beating the ever-living shit out of the Eagles. I don't think the Buffalo Bills are just going to roll over and die here porcupine style. So up against the Buffalo Bills, I think Tony Pollard will still get a lot of opportunities, but I don't think they're going to be just jamming the ball down the the Bills throat late in the game to run the clock out, right? I think they're going to run a lot because the Bills defense is not very good against the run, but they might have to throw a lot more later on in the game. At the end of the day, Pollard's a guy that at points in the season really felt like you might want to trade him for a half-eaten bag of potato chips, but as of recently, he's really turned things around. He's currently the running back 10 on the season, and I have no doubts that he should be a top eight back on the week. At number eight, we have Raheem, the wet dream Mostert going up against the New York Jumbo Jets. Now, he did miss practice on Wednesday, mostly due to veteran rest, so I'm not really too worried about him missing this game. Devin A. Chain, on the other hand, dealing with a toe injury, and those toe injuries are some real fickle bitches, and maybe he does end up missing on Sunday. So Raheem, though, he should be good to go. Last time up against the Jets, he ran for over 90 yards, two touchdowns, running back eight. I expect another top 10 game here out of Raheem Mostert. He just ran a train on the Tennessee Titans last week over 90 rushing yards, two touchdowns yet again. One or more touchdowns in three straight weeks. Raheem Mostert is looking the best Raheem Mostert's ever looked in his career, and he is kind of old, right? He's been in the NFL since 2015, and this is the best he's ever been. It's awesome to see for Raheem Mostert, and while the Jets' defense is 
amazing, I am not going to panic and run away from Raheem Mostert. I think he's a must start. All these guys in the top two tiers are must starts. Now we move to the B tier. Now these are all guys that you're starting as well, right? On a majority of teams, you cannot afford to sit these guys unless for some reason your team is just fucking loaded to the gills with running backs and you got two guys that are ranked inside the top eight. So at number nine, we got Brees Hall of the Jets going up against the Dolphins in Miami. Last time these two games or these two teams played, the Jets were on the struggle bus. Tim Boyle was sucking donkey cock and Brees Hall struggled because of that. This time with Zach Wilson under center, I feel a lot more confident in Brees Hall. Now this game still could be an absolute shellacking by the Miami Dolphins, but I think that Brees Hall is trustworthy enough in this spot because Zach Wilson's going to dump him off the ball a ton. Now, Brees Hall is another guy that's listed as questionable, limited in practice yesterday with an ankle, but I am not all that worried. I still think that Brees Hall is one of the most talented running backs in the NFL, and I think next year with Aaron Rodgers back, Brees Hall is probably going to get drafted as a top three, top five back in fantasy football. Right now with Zach Wilson, he feels pretty good as a top 12, top 16 back. At number 10, we got James Cook. Now, expert consensus rankings have James Cook on Fantasy Pros as the running back. 29, which to me makes no fucking sense. He's been a top 12 running back in three straight weeks, and the Dallas Cowboys defense, great against the pass. Sure, they're solid against the run. I'm not saying this is the easiest matchup on earth, but ever since Joe Brady took over, this is a team that wants to jam the ball down your fucking throat. This is an offense that wants to run the ball a ton, and I think up against Dallas, that is exactly what they're going to do. James Cook also has five, six, seven, eight targets upside in any given matchup so i get the expert consensus rankings oh my god they're going up against dallas they're panicking right no need to panic for me. This guy's been unreal over the last three games, and I think he could rip off a top five game here. At number 11, we got David Montgomery going up against the Denver Broncos. Now, David Montgomery has been on a struggle bus as of recently. Now, most running backs, right, based upon where you drafted Montgomery, you're definitely happy with the output he's put up running back 26, 17, 15, 14, and 12 over the last five games, but obviously seeing the running back finish number dip every single week kind of sucks. Now, the Lions offense is definitely looking no bueno right now. The Lions offense has not looked great over the last couple of weeks, but while the Broncos defense is great against the pass, I think the game plan this week for the Lions is going to be to rely on the run a lot more. He only saw 10 carries last week. I think he should be at at least 15 in this game. I still think I'd definitely rather have him over Jameer Gibbs. So David Montgomery, again, while his stock might be plummeting a little bit, it could rise like the dark night this week. At number 12, we got Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry, I thought would struggle against the Dolphins. Now, not because the Dolphins defense is some elite run defense, but because I thought the Dolphins were going to lay the smackdown, brother, WWE style on the Tennessee Titans and that wasn't the case the Titans win the game and I want to jump off a fucking roof but here going up against the Houston Texans we know one thing about Derrick Henry and that is that Derrick Henry is way better in the winter months and he is also way better up against divisional opponents. He is going to smack the dog shit out of the Houston Texans. Now, I get on paper this might not be the most elite matchup, but up against a divisional opponent, this man, Tractor Cito, is a guarantee to be a top 12 running back.
Now that I say that, he's going to be like the running back 13 or something, but people need to start respecting Tractor Cito a little more. At number 13, we got Travis ETN going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the matchup does scare me. ETN dealing with a ribs injury. Maybe he gave one of his ribs to Eve. <laughs> Very funny joke right there, but I uh, think he should be good to go for Sunday night. Now, ETN has been a top 14 running back in back-to-back -back weeks throughout the season. Sure, he has had some downfall, right? He hasn't been like a top 12 back every single week, but ultimately he's the running back three on the season. Trevor Lawrence does love dumping him off the ball four to six times a game. And this is a game that could be a real high scoring one where ETN could hop in the end zone multiple times. So ETN has got to be ranked inside of the top three tiers. So he feels pretty safe as a B tier back. Moving next to the C tier. And this is where we got a whole lot of running backs, right? Running backs 14 through 20. Now, some of these guys you might feel some type of way about, and that some type of way might feel like, hey, I can't fucking start this guy. Some of these running backs, you might think, Nick, maybe you should have them ranked higher, even though they have been sucking ass as of recently. So that'll definitely be a discussion in the comment section. If you guys have enjoyed so far, maybe you want to leave some angry comment down below. Make sure before you leave that angry comment, you leave a like on today's video as well as hit that subscribe button if you are new. So running back 14, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's been on a tear back-to-back -back weeks as a top six back, three total touchdowns in those three games. Now I get maybe the Minnesota Vikings defense is able to put that to a halt on Saturday, but I still think Jake Browning is going to be fine. I think they're going to continue to run the ball 18 plus times a game with Mixon, and recently with Jake Browning, Mixon has become a guy that could get five plus targets a week, which is basically unheard of with Joe, Joe Shiesty under center. So with Jake Browning, again, it might sound fucking crazy, but he might have saved Joe Mixon's season. At number 15, we got Zach Moss. Now, Zach Moss has gotten so many opportunities to get in the end zone, and he's come up with nothing. Earlier on in the season, he was playing pretty similarly to how he's been playing now. The only difference is at the beginning of the season, Zach Moss was fucking hitting the gritty in the end zone every week, whereas now, three straight weeks without finding a Touchdown. Now, there are some rumors that maybe Jonathan Taylor plays. And if that is the case, Zach Moss goes down the rankings and Jonathan Taylor goes up here. They thought I would just say that before someone asked them to comment, Nick, where's Jonathan Taylor? He would just replace Zach Moss in the rankings. Going up against the Steelers, definitely Icaramba, right? A very scary spot here. But... At the end of the day, Zach Moss is going to get all those opportunities, and eventually, one of these weeks, he's going to break through. At number 16, we got Ezekiel Elliott going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, running back one last week, running back 15 the week prior. Now, I have been someone that talked about how Ezekiel Elliott looks as slow as old people fucking last season. I talked about how Ezekiel Elliott didn't look like himself, but over the last two weeks, I'll give him credit where credit's due. He has looked great. And... Zeke's a guy that loves the end zone. He's a big, fat bastard that finds his way in there. So up against the Chiefs, I wouldn't be surprised if since Bill Belichick's rumored to get fired that he said, fuck your tank. I'm not tanking anymore. I'm going to try to win. And maybe, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Maybe the Patriots upset the Chiefs with how shit the Chiefs look. And, you know, we know the refs are mad at Mahomes. So never really know. Zeke going up against the Chiefs. 
I like him a ton. At number 17, we got Jameer Gibbs. Nick, why is Jameer Gibbs ranked so low? Expert consensus rankings got him as a top 10 back, you cocksucker. Well, the problem is, is that now that David Montgomery's been working in a lot more, we've seen Jameer Gibbs' value dip. It's been dipping. It's not zinning, it's dipping. <laughs> that was a shitty joke, but up against the Broncos' defense... I'm a little bit more worried than everyone else. I think he could easily finish outside the top 20. So again, being a C-tier running back, to me, isn't like shitting all over a guy. But to some people, they might be like, Nick, this is disrespectful. At number 18, we got Eckler. Now, Eckler last week was the running back eight against the Denver Broncos, right? And I'll give him his credit. He's going up against the Raiders this week, right? It's a simple matchup. Shout out Simple Jack. But would anyone be shocked if Eckler was the running back 30? Remember, weeks 11 through 13, he was outside the top 30 running backs three straight games. He's either been a top 10 back or falls outside the top 25. So again, before we get up in arms in the comment section and whip out a pitchfork, understand I'm not telling you to sit Austin Eckler, but I want you guys to understand that this is not the same Austin Eckler that we've come accustomed to over the past couple of years. Now maybe Easton Stick just dumps the ball off 12 times this guy, and I look like a fucking stooge. But what I will tell you is I think we need to be a little bit more cautious with our projection of Austin Eckler. Now again, I still think that he could have a great game, right? I'm not trying to tell you that Austin Austin Eckler's washed, Austin Eckler this, Austin Eckler that. But what I'm telling you is that based upon this season, that has been a roller coaster ride for Austin Eckler. He is not as safe as some people might be thinking he is. At number 19, we got Devin a chain. Devin two chains. Nick, you say his name wrong all the time. I don't give a damn. Nick, you're a Dolphins fan. You should say his name right. It's okay. Devon, two chains. Bad last week. Didn't get a lot of carries. Dropped a ball that he probably should have caught, right? He kind of slowed down, Tua threw a fucking laser to him, and he didn't catch it. Again, am I mad at A-Chain? No. The Dolphins' offense was bad. The Dolphins' defense choked the game away. So, am I mad at A-Chain? No. But A-Chain's hurt. He's dealing with a toe issue. Those toe issues are rough. Now, again, he could play on Sunday, but that toe could impact, it will impact, his burst. He won't be as fast twitch as he normally is. So again, I'm not in full-on panic mode, but this is something to monitor. I think running back 19 feels fair for a guy whose toe is fucked up. At number 20, we got Javante Williams. Now, Javante is a guy that has been seeing a lot more carries as of recently, right? Earlier on in the season, they were really limiting his touches. Recently, they've kind of just let him raw dog, right? They took the rubber off. They took the raincoat off, and they're like, you know what, Javante? It's your time to ball. It worked out last week against the Chargers. The Lions defense reeks to high heaven. The Lions defense is atrocious. Can't stop a fucking nosebleed. So I think Javante feels safe inside of the top 20 range. At number 21, can you do something for me? We got DeAndre Swift. Now, to be honest with you, I'm real tired of, De of DeAndre Swift. I'm real mad at DeAndre Swift. But running back 21 felt fair to me because at some point we enter a scenario where it's like limbo, right? How low can you go, right? Running back number 21, while I want to bury him, am I really going to rank him? below these guys that we have ranked later? And the answer is no, I can't fucking do it. Now I get DeAndre Swift has basically full-on fisted you, right? Running back 52, 37, 31 over the last three weeks. His targets have dipped. His touches have dipped. His goal line work non-existent. 
So I'm pissed, right? I'm mad at DeAndre Swift. But at the same time, DeAndre Swift is too good to rank him lower. Because if he just miraculously scores a touchdown, everything, you know, all those worries are gone, right? He's a guy that can get six-plus targets a game. And this is an Eagles team that is on the back foot. This is an Eagles team that is in full-on panic mode. This is an Eagles team that the fans are starting to get disgruntled. Because this Eagles team just went to Dallas in Jerry's world and got absolutely dumped on. This is an Eagles team that a lot of people have been saying all year they're frauds, but they kept on winning. They kept on eating those W's. They kept on racking up W's. So... What are they going to do? How are they going to respond? Are they going to roll over and die to a Seattle Seahawks team? Or are they going to get up and fight? Are they going to get up and use Swift more? I would have to think so. Now again, if Swift finished as the running back 50, would I be surprised? No. But I also think at some point, how far can we bury him? How deep can we go into the grave before we start to realize that, hey, this might be a little egregious? Because again, DeAndre Swift is still a very, very, very talented running back. Sure, there's issues on the goal line. He's never going to get goal line carries because they got the fucking tush push. But again, how low can you go? How much lower can we rank him? Maybe some people say, Nick, you should have ranked him in the D tier. But once we get to the D tier running backs, think to yourself. Think to yourself, Nick, does he belong in here? Nick, can I rank him here? And I just can't. I just can't. Now we're in the D tier. Are we really going to rank DeAndre Swift in the same spot as Chuba, Ford, Walker, and Ch Ty Chandler? Maybe to you, yes. But then we, we get to this range. Can you rank him lower than this? And then once we get into the E tier... You'd be like, okay, you can't put him in here, right? Maybe some of you argue, Nick, he belongs maybe with Chuba Hubbard. That might be fair. But then once you get even further, you're like, okay, you can't rank him much further. So I know we just ranted about DeAndre Swift. I'm sure anyone that has DeAndre Swift is just as pissed off as I am. I don't even think DeAndre Swift's on any of my redraft teams. He's on a bunch of my couple of my best ball teams. I was kind of off of DeAndre Swift this season, if we're being honest with you, which was wrong, wrong, right? So I accept that, but... uh sure DeAndre Swift owners are very disgruntled. So before we get on into the D tier and then the rest of the tiers all the way up until running back 36, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play Pick'em in the whole entire universe for the NFL, and they have a great offer for you guys today that we'll be talking about in just a couple of seconds, right after I explain how the NFL Pick'em game works. So we'll be talking about one of the Saturday games here, the Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts, and we have to pick a minimum of two players from at least two different teams. So they have a bunch of games up right now as we get later on into the week. There are going to be more players to from so we're gonna go with in this game Steelers at Colts lower than 195 and a half passing yards for Trubisky and we are gonna go with higher than 79 and a half receiving yards for Michael Pittman if both of these hit we will receive three times our entry fee so if you do five dollars you'll get out fifteen dollars if you do three picks then it would be six times your entry fee Four picks is 10 times and five picks is 20 times, assuming all the picks hit. If you live in one of these states on your screen right now and use promo code NotoriousFantasy or Notorious or click on the link in the video description, if you are a new user, you will get a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. If you deposit $100, they give an additional $100, 50 additional $50, $25 additional $25. The minimum deposit on underdog is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure you call 1-800-GAMBLER.
back on into things we moved to. I don't know about you, but I'm running back 22. <laughs> Chuba Hubbard going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I love Chuba Hubbard. I love him. Now, is he very effective, very efficient? Fuck no, baby. But he gets a lot of carries, 20 plus carries in back-to-back weeks. And he's a guy that could get three, four targets a week, which gives him some extra upside. Now, again, Nick, the Carolina Panthers offense sucks ass. I know, right? I'm not going to sit here and pretend that the Carolina Panthers, like, put some blue colored glasses on and tell about, talk about how great Chuba Hubbard, or how great this Panthers offense is, but Chuba Hubbard's good, right? He'll get just four yards a carry a game, 20 plus carries. He can find the end zone. It's not like he's playing up against some, some fucking Goliath defense. He's playing against the fucking Falcons. He's Chuba Hubbard. He's going to be fine. Am I going to bang the drum and sit here and be so excited about him? No. He could be a top 12 back and it wouldn't really be shocking. At number 23, we got Jerome Ford. Now, one of the most shocking things is with Joe Flacco under center, they throw the ball so much, but they have Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. Why don't they just run more? I don't really get it, but limited in practice yesterday with the wrist, too much cranking off for Mr. Ford, but I'm sure he'll be fine. He's going to be the running back, I would say... 18 to 24 most weeks. Why he's ranked running back 23. On his good week, he could be a top 10 back. The Bears defense against the run has been ferocious recently. So, like a fucking bear on cocaine. Shout out to that movie. That movie was awesome. I know a lot of people said that movie sucked, but I thought it was funny. Like, again, if you went into a movie about a bear on cocaine thinking the movie is going to be some fucking Scorsese masterpiece... You're an idiot. So, and I, I don't really believe in what a lot of the critics say. So again, I'm not telling you that there's like some must watch film, but if you haven't seen it, it's pretty funny. Like, again, if you're just looking for a quick laugh, right, you're sitting down, it's nighttime, you know, you don't want to watch something that's truly like thought provoking, right? You don't need to watch Inception. Just watch Cocaine Bear. It's pretty funny. That's all I've got about it. I remember watching it, think it was hilarious. Now, maybe it's because I have the humor of like an eight-year-old and maybe you guys are more sophisticated, but if you're watching one of my videos for 20 plus minutes, uh, I don't think you need the most sophisticated humor, right? A lot of my jokes are pretty fucking stupid. So at number 23, Jerome Ford. Bears defense, again, tough against the run. I see Jerome Ford finishing as a top 24 back. I don't see him doing anything really special in this game, but I also don't see him sinking your battleship, so this feels like a fair spot. At number 24, we got Kenneth Walker. Now, Kenneth Walker might actually be the most risky back ranked inside of here. The Eagles' defense against the run has been bad. The Eagles' defense has not looked great as of recently, so I think Kenneth Walker should be a a a a okay. That was trying to do a a no. A-O-A-O-K, and I just fucked it up. My brain had a lapse there, but Kenneth Walker should be good here. Now, the question is, how many touches will he get? That's where the risk comes in, right? How much are they going to use Charbonnet here? Because Kenneth Walker is coming back off of an injury, right? He played last week, but had eight touches, or eight rushes, five targets. So, let's see, right? Again, if I knew for sure he was going to get his normal load back, right? If I knew he was going to get his normal amount of touches, he'd be ranked, uh, I'd say, top 18. But because I am more unsure about how many touches he will get, running back 24 feels fair. At number 25, we got Ty Chandler tonight up against the, or not tonight, up, I don't know why the fuck I put up against the Bears. He's going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, but sorry for that. Nick, your graphics are wrong, cocksucker. I know, I just acknowledged that. Up against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati on Saturday. If Alexander Madison misses, this is where he's ranked. Madison plays. Madison goes here. 
Chandler's not great, but we've seen Chandler this season be somewhat productive without Madison. Again, I'm not expecting some huge blow-up game. I expect a top 28 decent performance, and that's why he's ranked here. Now we move to the E tier. This is where it gets a lot more risky. You got to start plugging your nose here. Keaton Mitchell. Now, if I knew Keaton Mitchell was going to get, I would say, 15 touches this game, I'd rank him as a top 15, 16 back. But he's not guaranteed that. He could get fewer than 10 in this spot. Now, I thought coming out the bye week last week against the Rams that we'd see a real strong ramp up in production for Mitchell. I thought that, hey, they proved in week 12 against the Chargers they want to give Mitchell more snaps. I thought, hey, coming out the bye week, he's going to get that, and that was not what happened. But with the snaps being so up and down, with a solid matchup, I think Mitchell feels fine as the running back 26. And number 27 and 28, we got Warren and Najee of the Steelers going up against the Colts in Indy. Now, any given week, either of these guys could outscore each other. Any given week, both these guys could be disasters because the Steelers stink. Now, in reality, I don't really like Najee Harris or Jalen Warren this week and would probably try to stay away. But when it comes to ranking these guys, I think it would be hard for both of them to really fail in a matchup against the Colts. Now, the way they fail is by Mitch Trubisky being incompetent, playing like terrible and throwing multiple picks and then they can't run. That's very plausible. So right back 27, 28, I pushed them up a little bit more than I wanted to have them ranked. But expert consensus rankings have ranked a lot higher. At number 29, we got B-Rob. Now, B-Rob's a guy we don't know if he will play or not. Missed practice on Wednesday with the hammy. He missed uh, last week against... Oh, no, never mind. He played up against the Dolphins. I forgot, I forgot. He only had seven carries, and then they had the bye week. My bad. But, yeah, the matchup here isn't great against the Rams. He's going to get his touches, so he'll be fine. But again, like none of these guys I'm really all that excited about. Now we move into the F tier. I do actually really like Jarek McKinnon as well as Clyde Edwards-Helaire running backs 30 and 31. But the thing is, the Patriots defense did just look so great against the run last week. And it really does feel like the Patriots now with Belichick knowing he's going to get canned, you fired, pal, that he's going to try a little bit more. Now I think this defense, while a lot of their big name guys are hurt, down for the count. They're still going to try. They're still going to give a fuck. And I think that's really going to potentially hurt McKinnon and Hilaire. Now, if you want guaranteed touches, you play Hilaire. If you want more upside, you play McKinnon. I'm more of an upside guy. That's why McKinnon's ranked ahead of Hilaire. I don't think Hilaire is very good. But again, he's probably going to get 12 to 15 touches this week where McKinnon is not guaranteed to even see 10. At number 32, we got James Conner going up against the 49ers. This just seems like a clear avoid situation. But... I thought the same thing against the Steelers prior to the bye, and he was the running back number five. Now, the 49ers defense to me is night and day better than the, the Steelers, but again, the Steelers defense is still, I would say, one of the better ones in the league. And Kyler Murray absolutely danced on their grave. So, again, how low can you go with James Conner? Even on a bad day, does he really finish outside the top 34? Probably not. So F tier feels fair. Number 33, A.J. Dillon. If Aaron Jones plays, then A.J. Dillon gets the thumbs down. He flies down the rankings. And if Aaron Jones plays, he probably slots in here because what happened last time with Aaron Jones coming back from an injury is they like to ease him in, right? They don't like to go balls deep instantly. They like to, you know, tease it, you know? tap it on top before sticking it in there, and then they don't even go all the way in. That was a little bit of a perverted analogy. I apologize to you guys. I don't actually because I think no one really gives a fuck. You know, you've been watching me talk for 30 minutes. You've probably heard worse. 
You definitely have out of me <laughs> if you've been watching for a while. But uh, yeah, AJ Dillon going against the Bucks. If no Aaron Jones, like he's going to finish inside the top 34. If you want 10 points, you play him. If you want something where he gets a guy gets 15 points, that's not AJ Dillon. He, he's not doing that. Now we move to the final tier, running backs 34 through 36. And number 34, we got Devin Singletary. Now, I really have no idea how to read this Houston Texans backfield. We see games with Pierce back where Pierce is the guy. We see other games where it's like an even split. And then we see other games where Singletary is the guy. What am I supposed to think? The answer is, I don't know what I'm supposed to think. If I'm trying to compare both these guys, I think Pierce is the better running back than Singletary, but this season, Singletary is clearly better than Pierce. So, based upon that thought, you would think that Singletary would get more touches, but I don't think that is a guarantee. Now, last week, Singletary had a decent day. 13 carries, 65 yards. He scored a touchdown, 13 fantasy points, running back 22. But we did just see the Titans' defense look solid against the pass. They're really not that good against the run because they don't really like to rush that many guys, right? They don't really send the house. They're not like blitzing five, six dudes right in your fucking mouth, pause, right? What they do is they kind of send four guys. They send three guys and it makes the quarterback really flustered, right? Davis Money Mills is going to be in fucking hell. He's going to be in his head. He's not going to know what to do. But Singletary, realistically, if their coach relies on the run, Singletary could feast but then we have Damian Pierce in the back of our mind. Like, hey, maybe Pierce gets more touches than Singletary. Or maybe it's even an even split. Now, if Pierce wasn't here and I knew things couldn't be even Stevens or maybe even push towards Pierce, then Singletary would be ranked very high because you can really blow the back out of the Titans defense with the run. But again, knowing that Pierce is going to be there, knowing that Pierce is going to get touches puts Singletary as the running back 34. At number 35, we got Tajay Spears. Now, I don't project this game to be a game for Tajay Spears. For a game to go Tajay Spears' way, the other offense is hitting him from the back, the other offense is laying fucking haymakers, and then they gotta throw Tajay Spears in late, like against the Dolphins, like against the Colts, in back-to-back -back weeks as a top 16 running back. Now, going up against the Texans without C.J. Stroud. Now, if C.J. Stroud was in, I'd rank Tajay Spears higher. But because more than likely it's going to be Davis Mills, Tajay Spears in bad game script, right? This could be a game where the Titans are up for a lot of the game, right? Or the Tuttons, the Tuttons, the Titans are the Tuts, right? The Egyptians. But um, if this is a game where the Titans are in the game, EA Sports style, they're not going to have to go to Tajay Spears a ton. So that's my thoughts on him. And number 36, we got Chase Brown. Now, I feel like Chase Brown has earned touches in this Bengals offense, but how many are they going to give them? Because they still got Mixon running well. 10 might be, a, might be a lot. He saw a grand total of 11 last week, 8 rushes, 3 uh, receptions for 80 receiving yards. He had over 100 all-purpose yards with 105, and he scored a touchdown. Will he do that against the Vikings? I don't think so. I think he's a good bet to get those 8, 10 touches have a fine game, but again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like he's a guarantee to score. He's far from that. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did end up enjoying today's video, please make sure you do hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there caressing the subscribe button, hit that like button as well. It helps me out a ton and it's free. If you got any questions, leave them down below. I try to answer all your questions. If I don't get to your questions, you want to know how you get a guaranteed answer? The Patreon, $7.50 a month. So the season's almost over. You just pay $7.50. You get a guaranteed answer from me. I try to answer as quickly as possible after I upload this video.
I already know there's a couple questions for me. I'm going to go answer those. So if you guys did enjoy, again, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Check out one of the videos on your screen right now if you haven't seen them already. I love you guys from deep down the bottom of my heart. We just hit 6 million views. That's fucking insane. 31,000 subscribers, and none of that is done without you guys. So I do appreciate you. Hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll be back later today with the Thursday Night Football live stream. Love you guys, as always. Good boy!